you are listening to the Bold Girls Club podcast. We are your fierce and fabulous hosts. I'm Tristan. I'm Alicia. And we are here to spill the damn tea on how you can become the brave, aligned, and committed version of yourself who isn't afraid to go after what you want. Welcome to the club. The Bold Girls Club. All right, everybody. We have with us today Chelsea Fuentes, who is a conscious beauty expert. We've been talking about that term a little bit before we started recording, but Chelsea is into all things beauty and making sure that you feel good about yourself behind all of the treatments and things that we do to make ourselves feel really good as women. But also, she's a little bit of a witchy woman and really into astrology and tarot and all things tapping into consciousness. So I'm just so excited to talk to you today, Chelsea, and learn how you are incorporating consciousness and higher self practices into everything that you do with your business, because I think it's a great model for other entrepreneurs to really pay attention to and follow and how you really got started in that journey altogether. So I'm so excited to talk to you. Yay, me too. So a little bit of a background history of how I started to pursue my uh, side business. So I started, I want to say last February, 2000, probably not the best time to start my business because the pandemic happened right after, Um, but I started renting my own suite and I've always been very ambitious and a hustler. So I'm a single mom. I was working seven days a week. So I had my nine to five corporate job and then I was doing my side hustle on the side. Mm-hmm. Um, that did cause a lot of constraint as far as like timing. And I know as entrepreneurs, that freedom and the flexibility of having an open schedule is part of the reason why a lot of us jump into entrepreneurship as well as it just being motivating and inspiring for what we do. Um, Mm -hmm. So I started off in a corporate nine to five. I was there for about four years, Um, still beauty related. I was in sales and then I moved up to like education. Um, So just recently at the end of January, I decided to go ahead and it was probably one of the toughest decisions to make um, jumping into my business full time. Um, but I saw the growth that I could do putting 10% into my business. And I just said, you know, if I put 110% into this, I can only imagine what I would be able to do for myself. Um, so I made that jump. I uh, decided to quit my job and went full time in the beginning of February. And it's been a challenge, but also I feel like it's also been very rewarding on my end um, because I've learned how to do a lot of the different things on my own. I feel like I've always been a self starter. So, in And I guess too, I can like tell you my big three. So I'm a Mm -hmm. Libra and then rising is Aries Mm -hmm. and then my moon sign is Virgo. So I'm a little bit of a perfectionist. Um, You got the Virgo energy girl, (laughs) all the details. (laughs) Yes. So I'm really like picky about everything that I do. So I do like having my hands in every aspect of my business. So customer service to bringing Mm -hmm. my clients in to doing the marketing aspect, um, design, branding, um, all of that, because you get to make it your own. And I feel like that's very, very exciting too. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, so I, I say I'm a beauty and spiritual entrepreneur too, because alongside I've been practicing astrology and tarot for, I want to say about four years too. Um, I got into that after going through a very harsh breakup, which I feel like 
anything that's life-changing like that kind of always leads you onto a path of like spirituality when you start questioning things and what's the bigger picture behind life and the meaning of life. Um, so I stumbled upon that. And I think also what it taught me and what I want to inspire people to do too, is learn more about yourself, how mm-hmm. you, you know, how you act on an emotional level, you know, what motivates you. I think that's so important to be self-aware, especially when you're a business owner, because you have to know your strengths and your weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Um, so I incorporated that a lot into finding out, you know, like, what am I truly passionate about? That Aries rising in that fire sign is like, go, 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 do, do, do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do love incorporating that. And I do readings on the side. And surprisingly enough, a lot of my clients are interested in finding out more about astrology and tarot too. So a lot of them will get their lashes done after their service. They'll have a tarot reading with me. So I yeah, really that. big on incorporating like essential oils and all things, spiritual crystals um, in my manicures and things like that, just to embody that whole essence of spiritual beauty. I, I want a crystal so manicure. Yes, yeah. Pumpkin, girl. I, I love rose quartz. I love rose quartz. So just oh soak in gosh. there. Over here, pain. like, how have I not had one before? Right? Yes, That's an issue. so smart. Like, that is <laughs> such a smart way to niche out what you do because there are so many women that are extremely spiritual and love all the things, but there's no real beauty industry there's no niche in the beauty industry yet that i've seen really incorporating it in this way i think it's so cool and i can see you becoming like a mentor and a coach for other women who want to become what the type of business that you've created because you've done it at this point and you know how to incorporate it you know all the facets of it so i can totally see you doing that in the future (laughs) yes no i love that and i think to getting into astrology. I don't know how much I'll know about birth chart placements. Mm-hmm. Um, my North node is actually Sag too. So bitch, really- don't even start with me. Mine is too. I attract people that are yes. it's like your soul tribe, you know, it is. it's, it's just like the people that are your, the path that you're meant to walk yes. life with. It's, I love that. Okay. I guess what house is it in? Too, I feel that. Um, <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Yeah. So I think, yeah, Sag is like ninth house. So expansion, higher education, learning that free spirit, my South node is Gemini. So I feel like I have a variety of interests I always have. So really honing in on my niche, but also, I don't know. And I, I know you've talked about it a lot too, which has kind of drawn me to you is like, how can you be a multifaceted person? Um, but kind of like narrow it down because I'm mm-hmm. into skating, astrology, tarot, beauty, like, but that's me. That's who I am. And I don't ever mm-hmm. want to take any of those away. So really learning how to like cultivate all of it as one is, is kind of a challenge, but also I'm kind of getting more comfortable with it as I'm going along too. Yeah, for sure. I, I have <laughs> a question for you, but real quick, Alicia, what's your North node? Um, I'm not sure. Okay. We'll have to look at your birth chart. Yeah, Chelsea's like, I will find out. (laughs) Give me your details. I will find it out. Um, We'll have to do the big three for each of us real quick because I do have a question, but I feel like that would be fun to do. Alicia, do you know your moon, sun, and rising sign? She's got notes. I love it. (laughs) I wish you guys could see this listening right now. She's got like yellow, like notepad notes with all this shit written down. What are you looking for your... Um, your I'm North looking, node. Yeah. So Jillian did a, did my chart like a mm-hmm. long time ago. Jillian um, alone. Yeah. Yeah. She's unreal. Um, so my North node is Pisces. Okay, cool. I like that. That's where I, I get all my woo woo from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. 
meant to lean into that shit. Yeah, That's so I'm not funny. sure what my south node is though. It's just the complete Pisces opposite of Pisces. Is... Yeah. What is opposite Pisces? I should know this. This is where I'm not the expert for sure. <laughs> we'll have to. Have, you'll have to pull it up on your Aquarius, phone real a ton quick, of Scorpio Chelsea. You'll have to chart. pull it up on your phone. Sorry, go ahead, Alicia. What's what up? was what were your signs? Oh, I just have it. I have a ton of Scorpio in my chart, a ton of Aquarius. So I'm Libra rising, but Aquarius sun and moon. And oh, Venus. you're Libra too. Awesome. So your North Node is Virgo. If mm. you're, oh wait, I'm sorry. Your South Node is Virgo. If your North Node is Pisces, mm. so that's why I'm so psychotic. So well, you're meant to move away from focusing too much on the details and go more big picture and intuition based. Yeah. I feel like your past life, if that's North South node, your past life for Virgo, you were probably a healer of some sort too. Um, I have a lot of Virgo placements in my chart too. So healing could be from, you know, nutrition to working out to actually spiritual healing and things like that. Um, so you, you going more towards Pisces is more of that spiritual journey. You think of the fish, you know, swimming around very intuitive, very water-like, uh, creative, very dreamy. Um, and I love that. So that's your path that you're going towards. Yeah. I thought like Virgo, just like be like, that's why I have such bad OCD. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. She's yes. like, you don't understand. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, my Virgo placements and I'm on a cusp from Libra too. Um, and both of my parents are Virgo. So that energy I resonate with. So, but it's, you're self-critical of yourself. So you can become mm. your own worst enemy, which is, is a challenge in itself. Mm. <laughs> that's straight facts Mm -hmm. yes I literally just had a reading done a couple weeks ago so this is like fresh on my mind my moon is in Leo my sun is in Gemini my rising is Scorpio and then my north node is in Sag in the second second house yeah so like lots of lots of big energy from the Leo moon which makes a ton of sense the Scorpio rising I've always been a little confused about because I know that that is a very like intense people perceive that sign to be very intense. And I'm like, does that mean that I'm scary? Like, I don't want to be scary to people. <laughs> like, I don't want to scare people away. <laughs> I could definitely like right off the bat, I was like, even thinking like on my way to the gym, I was like, I think she's a Leo. I think she's a Leo. So that energy is very happy. I feel like, and I love Leo energy because they're just so fire energy in general. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, Scorpio, I would say for your rising, you can maybe come off as a little mysterious, or maybe just you like to keep things more private. So there's things that you feel like you like to share. And then there's other parts of yourself you keep. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, very water sign, uh, water sign like too. So mm-hmm. you got a nice little mixture of Lots all the of elements. I have no earth <laughs> whatsoever in my chart. So like never grounded, which is a whole thing. We're all, we're constantly grounding up in here. <laughs> yes. So now you guys know all of our details, everybody listening. Um, I'm really interested, Chelsea, like when you, when you made that transition, because a lot of our listeners are either current entrepreneurs, they are just getting started or they have some sort of side hustle. So they're in a corporate job and they have a side hustle, like what you talked about. So like when you transitioned full-time, what were some of the biggest I, hurdles or learning lessons or skills that you had to develop that you just weren't necessarily anticipating, but kind of came as a shock when you first got started? Exactly. So I would say one of the most challenging hurdles that I've had to face is 
going back to my Virgo moon, I am a very structured person. Mm. So having a set schedule, like a nine to five, knowing like from this time to this time, I'm focused on working on this. And when you're an entrepreneur, nobody's over you, nobody's micromanaging you, telling you what to do. You have to be very uh, strategic with your schedule. So for me, having to literally write down, you know, from 10 to two, I'm going to be working on this. I'm taking clients from 2.30 until 4.30. Um, so becoming very structured in my own self and really learning more about time management, I think has been mm-hmm. one of the most complex things mm-hmm. um, for me. Um, I feel like with my background, I've managed salons before too. So been in the beauty industry. So I feel like over the years, learning all of that to get me to this point, that transition was pretty smooth from receptioning, really connecting with my clients um, that I built, you know, getting new clients in the door. Uh, But I would say that time management aspect, because you have so much free time. It's like, how, what do I do with this time now? If I'm not taking clients, what do I need to do? So self, uh, management and time management. Mm-hmm. Big time. Do yes. you remember struggling with that, Alicia? I know that when I got started, like I had a really hard time actually prioritizing what really needed to get done mm-hmm. and focusing way too much on stuff that like was easier to do or that sounded like more fun, but wasn't going to actually move the needle forward in my business. And so I did 40 hours of work in a week, but literally got nowhere. And I'm like, what? did I even do this week? And it's because I wasn't sitting down and, and really being really taking seriously what would make the biggest impact on my week versus just the little medial tasks that kind of fill in our time and suck our energy, but don't really get us anywhere. That's what I remember really struggling with when I first started. Yeah, I definitely got caught up in like everything I thought that I should be doing versus like actual income producing activities. Yes. Yep, I would time. fill my day. And then, then it was like, you know, trying, and Tris and I have talked about this, but like having a psychotic morning routine, because that's what you're told you need to be successful. And then totally dismantling that routine and then finding something else that works for you. And then, cause my, my morning routine was lasting me till like one o'clock in the afternoon. And I'm like, this is stupid. I'm only getting three hours of work done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And a lot of the time, like especially being spiritual women, we have so many things that we love to do that help us connect and ground and get guidance and clarity. And so it's like, I could do cards for half an hour. I could journal for a half an hour. I could meditate for 20 minutes. I could do all of these things. And that ends up being a two hour morning routine. So like, how do you like Chelsea, how do you pick and choose and prioritize what will help you best feel grounded and clear for the day? I think that's something a lot of women struggle with when they're first getting started is like anchoring into clarity so they know what they want to do and where they're going for that day or for that week. So what what practices do you have that help you do that? Exactly. Um, So I do need to be very balanced for me to function properly too. So really big. I know we talked a little bit about using your intuition in your business. So I've been more in tune with my body and my needs. So let's say if I've had maybe a stressful week prior and my thoughts are racing, I probably would carve out more time to sit and meditate, maybe do a few tarot readings for myself too, to kind of just pull what I need for the week, what I need to focus on, maybe what's holding me back internally. Mm -hmm. Um, So really prioritizing what I feel like I need at that moment um, to get me on track. And then, yeah, I feel like it is very important to have some type of morning routine. Sometimes I feel like you have to pick and choose. I'm a single mom too. So (laughs) balance all of the hats in that aspect too. So making sure that, you know, my daughter's up, 
I make sure that I get our breakfast ready and then we get our day started. But yes, I think it's important to have a morning routine and I've been really big. I have a um, law of attraction planner too, that I love to like jot down. Um, so really, it's really good. Like on a Sunday evening at night to really prioritize everything for myself. And then that way I can rest in the week. And if I'm not able to get everything that I want done, um, I'm just learning how to be a little bit more kind and gentle with myself and saying, it's not the end of the world. You know, if you have some time at the end of the week, then you can pay more attention to that too. So really just trying to find a nice balance and not really overstressing and overworking. Cause I tend to be like, I need to follow this. Um, but honestly, it doesn't happen like that all the time, you know, so schedules change, things fluctuate. Um, so really just trying to lead with my intuition in that aspect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It sounds like you really practice presence too. Like just being with whatever is happening in your world, with your clients, with your business, with your kid, with your body, like what your needs are, what your schedule is and really applying what's going to best serve you in that moment. Exactly. I love that. So like if there was somebody, let's just say somebody came to you for a service and then you ended up doing a reading with them and they're like, Chelsea, I just don't know how to tap into my intuition. Like, I don't even know where to start. I don't know. Like, I'm so overwhelmed. There's so many different things. Do I start with crystals? Do I start with tarot? Like, how would you guide somebody being in this world as long as you have? How would you guide somebody in getting started, like creating that foundation to tap into their intuition? Oh, that is such a good question. So honestly, that is probably one of the most sought out questions that people ask me all the time in my DMs. They're like, how do I get to be more into spirituality? What books do you recommend? Um, And I strongly believe, and I resonate with this because this is how my journey started, is becoming more self-aware. So you do have to learn a little bit more about yourself, any past traumas, any hurts, anything that you're holding within you, you have to let that come to surface. And the start of it is really acknowledging those different parts of yourself, the good and the bad, um, and then being able to focus more on them. So when I do tarot, I do tell people, you know, sometimes it does have to do with shadow work. You're pulling up some of those hidden things that maybe didn't come to surface at one point in time. Um, so yeah, it's really about starting with yourself and then really wanting to like, listen, I feel like as women, and I tell this to everybody, cause they're like, well, how do I get into tarot cards? Like, do I need to be psychic? Do I need to do this? I have always been very intuitive and I feel like everybody is capable of it, but it's really allowing your mind to be open to the ideas and listening and feeling and that gut feeling I've always had. I mean, past relationships when your partner's doing something and you're like, I just know it. (laughs) (laughs) Don't ever deny it because it is so, so strong. Um, But again, it comes with being very self-aware and being able to kind of block out those mental thoughts. Um, A really good book I was recommended by a friend was is called The Power of Now. Um, And it Mm -hmm. speaks really, really good on, you know, just being in your present. So, you know, if you're constantly living in the past or constantly waiting to live in the future, you're not really going to be able to connect with what's going on right now in this moment. Um, So yeah, it starts with self-awareness. And then I'm really strong on reading podcasts, educating yourself. I mean, it's a lot. It's been four years. I I went down a rabbit hole and I haven't come up since. Um, So start with yourself first. And then whatever's drawn to you. For me, it was cards. Um, I got into, I've always been attracted to crystals, but whatever's calling on you, because I feel like everybody kind of in their way has their own magic. um, And you kind of want to float into that. You don't want to ever force anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Alicia, how did you get started? Because I know you and I, like we've talked about this before, where 
I used to have premonitions all the time and I've always been super tapped into my intuition and like gut knowing. How did you realize that you were intuitive? I mean, everybody's intuitive, but how did you realize that you had gifts? Let's just say that. I mean, I always had like that gut sense. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's my splenic authority oh, from human design. Human design. Um, <laughs> But I've always had that gut feeling, but I didn't really get like hard into spirituality probably until I was like 18 and I worked in like this hippie cafe where everyone used crystals and oils and stuff, like where I just got like introduced to it. And I'll just say like, it was divine. Like some of the friendships I made there, I still like have those friendships, but that kind of like really opened up my eyes to like that side of spirituality. Cause before I was like, what the fuck are crystals? Like why? Mm. And now like they're everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're literally everywhere. I saw a TikTok video uh of somebody using moldavite and they were just like sobbing and like, you guys, this is no joke. And I'm like, okay, 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 okay. Like, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I'm a little skeptical. I guess I just don't understand crystals especially, but I think I think when we're going back to the original topic of like how do we tap into our intuition if you've never done that before. I agree with you. I think it really comes down to being a witness of your internal experience. And the book by Eckhart Tolle, The Power of Now that you recommended is so good for anybody um, that wants to learn more about practicing presence in your life because like experiences like depression or um, like heaviness in the body, anything that feels like just really like stagnant fear it has a lot to do with dwelling on the past, like just thinking way too much about regret, things that have happened in the past that didn't go the way that you wanted them to, wishing they had gone differently. Like that's where your presence is, it's in the past. And then things like anxiety and constant worry and questioning what's going to happen is, is all about living way too far into the future, right? Like mm -hmm. way too future oriented. So yeah. those experiences are so common uh, in the mental health space. Like we talk about depression, anxiety all the time, but the practice of presence really forces you to be with what you're experiencing right now. And for a lot of people that's extremely uncomfortable because there's so much going on internally that like you go through your whole day and you're dealing with you're you're dealing with family you're caring for children you're you're working like you're maybe dealing with assholes in traffic like all of this stuff that happens and then you get to the end of the day and you slow down and you stop and it's like a tidal wave of things that you haven't really felt all day long and it's overwhelming for a lot of people so the thought of like sitting with that can be extremely uncomfortable so if that's kind of what people are afraid of, like how would you suggest dipping your toe into looking at past traumas or like looking at wounds from a spiritual perspective so that we can be with what is, you know? Yeah, that's a good question. So I would say, I mean, for me too, this is more on a personal level, but I come to the realization that I have um, abandonment issues. And when that hit me, it hit me like a ton of bricks because I was like, oh my gosh, like this is exactly what I've been feeling. Like I self-sabotage things because I'm scared of, of being left alone. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it's one, you have to acknowledge it, but two, you also have to say, you got to call it out. You have to say it by name. Um, so once you acknowledge it, you accept it, then you can get to a place to where you can start working on it. Um, and for me, um, I feel like it's just more so practicing non-attachment. And I think he speaks a little bit about that in the book as well, too, was 
when we attach ourselves to things, whether it's a person, whether it's an idea or a dream, that's what's going to cause that deep sense of loss, of resentment, of things like that. So really practicing non-attachment and being one with yourself and finding Mm -hmm. your own inner happiness and knowing that no matter what's outside of you, if you're not happy within yourself and you can't bring that into an existence, then everything around you is going to disappoint you. And just really being able to detach from those different ideas, I feel like, and in a way it's so liberating to be free of all of that. Um, So I try to practice that more in my life. And I think more recently, since I did quit my job, like my whole perspective on that has changed. So really trying to find like happiness. And he even talks about in the book, like, say if you're going for a walk or you're going up the stairs, like really breathe it in, like your senses, you know, what's going on around you? What noises are you hearing? What smells are you, you know, you're picking up? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, part of that being presence too and acknowledging what it is and working through that, um, I think is a big, is a big, big portion of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big time. Alicia, do you have anything you want to add on to that? I have thoughts, but I'll pass the torch to you. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, if you don't tame your monsters, I mean, they'll just eat you. Mm-hmm. It's for me, like my trauma, like I had, a, I think we can all agree that we've had like trauma in our teenage years. Mm. And for probably years, I let it eat me alive. Like I let it run my life. Mm-hmm. And then at some point you just get fed up with feeling a certain way. And for me, it was um, the book, The Power of Positive Thinking. And I noticed just like my whole energy shift, my mood shift. And I'm like, huh, this is really good stuff here. And that's kind of like what opened up the self-development gates for me was just being fed up with my own bullshit, you know? And it's something I picked up when I was like 16 or 17 and it served me well. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Big time. I think um, a lot of people feel shame that they don't know what to do to live a better life. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's nothing to be ashamed of because there is no formal or informal like education on getting the tools to evolve beyond your traumas. Like we're not taught that. And a lot of future generations never, ever touched that. Like it's only more recent generations or spiritual teachers from prior generations that have these tools that are empowering people to heal their traumas and to detach their identities from them. So it's like literally nothing to be ashamed of. It's just that we are not, this is not part of any of our education in schools in families in churches, any institutions, like you're not taught these things. And so what ends up happening is like, you live with trauma, you don't know what to do with it. So you're, you're projecting your trauma. You then have children. Or internalizing it. Yeah. You then have children who you pass down the, patterns of behavior that are from your trauma, you pass that down to your children. And then it's their responsibility to break those ancestral chains. And if they don't, then they pass it down to their children and the cycle keeps going. So that's how we've gotten through millennia of people that have just lived with so much trauma and not been able to evolve beyond it because it's never like, it's never been taught. So it is a huge, it's a huge like personal decision and undertaking to really look at what's going on beneath the surface and take responsibility for that, not because you've done something wrong, but because you want to respond to your life in a different way than what you have been. Mm -hmm. So it is a huge, it's a huge act of self-love and self-worth and a huge commitment to 
the life that you want versus the life that you have. So I just think it's so cool that we've all like gone through this transformation and we can now talk about it and offer little bits of wisdom to other people. Um, but I would, okay, can we kind of like, can we pivot back to, I want to talk about crystals. Let's just go there. Can we talk a little bit about crystals? Cause you're saying that you use them in your manicures. You put them, I'm assuming you put them like in any water where you're like soaking, right? Can you tell us about crystals? I'm so curious. I have rose quartz. I have like all of these crystals and I don't know what the fuck to do to do with them. I know you're supposed to put them out under the moon. I always forget yeah. to do that. Like help me yeah. understand my crystal babies. Cause I just don't, and they're being so neglected. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. So I get asked about that a lot as well, too. So I, for me, being a Libra, I always like to see things from two different perspectives. So I explain it two different ways. For me, I do believe there is some type of magic behind them. But for people that are more so on a practical level, and maybe their mind is not ready to go there yet, I explain it very scientifically. Um, so for me with crystals, like I said, I've always been drawn to them. I remember going to like Nevada and stopping at a gas station and wanting to pick up all the little rocks at like this, the stop and stuff and whatever called my name. Um, but for me, I would say, okay, practical side first practical, each stone has a specific color. It does have a specific benefit. So let's say for example, rose quartz, it's pink. If you go back through Greek mythology, um, I believe it's Aphrodite. I may, I think that's correct. Um, she cut herself and the, the blood ran into the crystal, which caused it to be that rose color pink. So it's, it's one of love. Um, and I think she was cut by like a rose bush or something like that. If you go back into Greek mythology. Um, so there's one aspect of it too. Um, but the pink different colors, if you study, um, you know, red, what type of emotions that brings out to you, mm -hmm. I feel like that's also a practical side of it too. So my parents are not kind of at my level. So when they see me with my crystals, they're like, oh, you're worshiping your crystals. And I'm like, no, I feel like you put intention into them. So if you know rose quartz is going to promote self-love and maybe you're carrying it around in your bra, maybe you're carrying it in your pocket, it's with intention. So the more that it's there, the more you feel it, the more you see it, the more intentional you're going to be. And it's going to be at your forefront of your mind to say, hey, maybe I need to open up my heart space a little bit more. Uh, maybe I need to show myself a little bit more love. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a practical aspect. I feel like just having something that you can physically touch in that presence mm -hmm. um, that is very practical. Now, as far as like the mystical side that I'm heavily, oh, which one is that? Yeah, what is Fluorite. that? One? Fluorite. Oh, it's so I pretty. I know. I love this one. I always keep it on my desk because then I just like, rub it. I have some. They're all packed up because we're moving. Um, but I have malachite because it's good for abundance and money. And I'm like, come oh, on, malachite. baby, bring it to me. Yes. And then, yes. Um, I used to put citrine in my bra when I used to work at the bar. Yes. I always forget they're in there. And then when I take my clothes off at the end of the night, I hear a big <laughs> clank on the floor. I'm like, what the hell was that? I'm like, oh, that's right. There's a crystal in my bra. <laughs> well, do you know, like, um, I think her name was Andrea Crowder, but she used to have spiritually intimate and she had crystal bras. Like they were like cute bralettes that were like, they had, had like the a pocket. pocket where you could stick a crystal in. Oh my God. That is genius. That is yeah. genius. I don't know if she still has it or not. Or mm -hmm. if she like, I think she might've sold her, her ownership. I'm not sure, but something to look into. You could Trish sell time. those at your store, Chelsea. <laughs> Get huh? some merch, crystal bras. I know that would be, <laughs> and I felt like I heard about that on a podcast. It may be her specifically, uh, but yeah, that's like, every woman needs that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But you know, I'm like no. looking at my desk right now. I have aquamarine, 
I have. We're all gonna pull out our citrine, smoky quartz. Nice. And goldstone. I have just right now. Ah. I have to put them in like the corner because my cat will play with them. Yes, pyrite's good for abundance, right? Because it attracts wealth. Yes, full gold. Love that. And then I have my little tourmaline too for any type of negative energy. And then amethyst, I would say is really big if you're wanting to get more in that intuitive path. Mm -hmm. Um, So amethyst is definitely a must for like your third eye chakra. I missed one. Oh my god, this huge <gasps> ass. Yeah, that's pretty. Uh, it used to I have like a little that. um air plant attached to it. Aw. So that's so I, cute. Chelsea's very, so excited about our crystals, you guys. I very much <laughs> neglected my air plant. Like, oh, like a bad mother. But um so okay, so we have like the mythology aspect of crystals, right? <laughs> we have the intention based, like using them as a totem almost in many ways to set an intention with so that your presence is on whatever that crystal represents for you and then what is like the cosmic or maybe like the the more spiritual like the energetic aspects of crystals because I've also heard I've also heard a scientific perspective but I'd love to hear the I'd love to hear the uh the spiritual perspective on them Yes. So for me, I do feel like they have a sense of magic in its own sense too. So like you said, when the full moon is out, you want to charge, charge those under there. Um, what else to meditate with them? I know a lot of the times I do readings too. I hold on to them, especially like with amethyst or clear quartz, just to kind of bring more mm-hmm. clarity into it. Um, and I feel like that is just more so of a I'm trying to think of the proper way to say it. Um, it's just the way you connect with them. I mean, and that's the thing with a lot of things spiritual, it's really hard to like narrow it down to a sense. It's more so you just feel it. You feel mm-hmm. the power, you feel the energy of it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm probably going to have to work on that definition of how to fully explain that. But <laughs> no, I don't think it's there just is magical. Like, like it's just, yeah. 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 I don't think there is like a blanket way to describe it. Um, I don't know. I have tried sitting with them and meditating with them and I just don't. I haven't found a way to connect with them personally. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's because like my baseline intuition and psychic abilities are pretty high on their own. I'm not sure if I'm just not like open to whatever they might have available to me, but another explanation for how crystals work that I've heard, which again, TikTok education, take it or leave it. I don't know. Um, But it's that each you know, a crystal in and of itself is a specific structure. And like every single crystal has a different structure. And within that structure is, is contained energy because particles are energy encapsulated in bodies. So like when you have a crystal, it has its own unique structure that has its own unique energy based on the particles that have made that crystal. So each one will have different energetic properties based on the structure that it has. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. I can get down with that. (laughs) Yeah, that totally makes sense. So now we have like what five different explanations of how you can use crystals and and theorize them. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. I love that. So you use them in nail services. How else do you use them in your business? I'm fascinated by this. Yeah, so I have a big rose quartz. So um, in my studio, I have a little reading table where I do my nail services too. So when I do readings, I have those laid out on the table. I have also in the past. And of course, I never force this on anybody because some people do look at it as a little woo-woo or depending on what their religious beliefs or backgrounds are. 
Um, so I always do want to make sure they're comfortable, but even while they're laying down, getting their services done, if I feel, or they feel like there's something that they're needing, I would incorporate the crystals and just place them around their head while they're do getting their lashes done. Um, more recently, I wanted to incorporate them in my manicure services. Cause I thought aesthetically it's really cute as well too, but mm -hmm. really to just have that overall essence. Um, and like I said, for beauty services, self-love is so it should be so dominant. Um, so I really wanted to incorporate that in. So yeah, for lash services, for nails, and then for my readings, I always have a crystal next to me so I can tap in. I do get a lot of requests for love readings. So mm -hmm. my rose quartz that I have on my table really helps out with that. Um, and then I like laying some of my crystals on top of my decks while I'm cleansing them as well too. So mm -hmm. I do use sage, palo santo. Um, for my studio, I have a smokeless spray um, that has sage too. So mm -hmm. yeah, really trying to embody them in every aspect that I can too. Sometimes I know when I need it, or when I feel like I'm trying to manifest love, I'll put some rose quartz under my pillow when I sleep at night and maybe listen to like a meditation or something like that too. So mm -hmm. all of those ways are ways that I incorporate them into my business. Very cool. I love like how, how good would that feel to just be surrounded by crystals and be getting your nails done and be pampered? Yes. Like I, I hope this blows up. Like, I hope that you get to teach other women how to run this business model because it yeah. is so on pulse, but it's also so cool. And like, I would personally love that. Yeah. Um, I would personally love like little crystal pieces in my on your nails. Oh, yes. Just like you little know, fragmented pieces. Like that instead they of like, rhyme, yeah, instead of rhinestones, like I want a fucking crystal on my nail. I like that. I've done a few like rose quartz designs too, but actually having the pieces of it in there, I think would be beautiful. Uh -huh. I love that. I'm going to look into that actually. <laughs> there you go. I'll keep you updated. I'll keep you updated. <laughs> I love it so much. Okay. I would imagine that like when you're working, cause you are very energetically open, you are psychic and intuitive. And when you're working with people, this is notorious in beauty industries. People bring all their baggage to you. You know what I mean? Like hairdressers deal with it. Nail techs deal with it. Facialists deal with it. Your clients bring their baggage as if, as if you are their therapist. So like, how do yes. you create energetic boundaries? How do you clear your space when maybe somebody left some funky juju in your, in your room, right? Like, yes. or even how do you help clients like clear their energy? Do you do any of those things? Yes, I do. So I'm really big. Um, before I start my day, it's one of my practices. As soon as I walk into my studio, I have my sage mist spray and I spray it over my doorway. And I just simply say my motto in life is good vibes only. Mm -hmm. um, so every time I spray it, I'm like good vibes only, you know, anybody who walks into the I do want it to be a very sacred place. Um, because like you said, it is a very personal experience. And when you're doing lash extensions, especially clients are very vulnerable because their eyes are closed. They can't see what's going on and they're trusting you as a professional to provide them the service. And maybe they've had it done before. Maybe they haven't, maybe they've had a bad experience. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the things being in the industry that I feel like I've been complimented on a lot is that I'm really good at picking up on people's energy. So when I used to do nails, you know, some women come in and they just want to relax. They don't really want to talk, but then there's some women that come in and maybe they do want to talk about their lives. So really being intuitive on what does that client need at that moment? And it may be different every appointment, one appointment, they may just need a rest and go to sleep one appointment, maybe they do need a dish about their boyfriend or their job or anything <laughs> like that. Mm -hmm. um, so really big on clearing the space before they come in. Um, more recently, I did have a new client that came in and she was a little frazzled. She was running a little late. She had just got off of work. She actually had a reading with me as well. And I can kind of sense her energy. So when she came in, I told her, 
you know, let's go ahead and take a deep breath. This is very relaxing. I want to make sure you're comfortable. You know, if you want to take a second to just sit down and relax. Um, cause to me, that's the most important thing. I want them to be comfortable and then I want them to be able to relax and enjoy the service. So I do also incorporate essential oils in my practice as well. Um, so I have two blends as soon as they lay down to set the tone for them to relax. I have a sleep essential oil that has lavender chamomile, very relaxing. So I place that on a tissue, place it on their forehead and touch. I feel is also very healing. So when I mm -hmm. place it on there, I let my hands rest on their forehead just a little bit. Sometimes I can say I can pick up on some things on what they need. Um, I do eventually want to get into Reiki and be able to offer that into my services as well. So that's definitely on a to-do list, um, but incorporating that. And even towards the end of the service, I have a gratitude blend that I like using that has more of a citrus notes to kind of wake them back up after their appointment. Um, but yeah, I mean, recently too, I had, an, I had had a few new clients this week. I had another client that she was like, oh, I saw you offer tarot services too. So she was just very interested and she's getting more in a spiritual path. She's wanting to leave her things behind too. So any way I can teach, motivate, inspire them, or just to give them that like, Hey, it's okay. Like this is what you need. And I feel like that really resonates with a lot of people and they appreciate it too. Um, so just being able to listen, you know, too, and then as far as like energetic boundaries are, um, I think that is very important because people do come in and sometimes they do one event. I can even say sometimes I'm guilty with some of my clients that I'm super close to that I say are friends. That's our mm -hmm. vending session. We want to talk about it. Um, but I just saw like this meme earlier and it's checking in with people and asking, hey, do you have the mental and emotional space right now to carry on to this? Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, not everybody knows that. But for me being mindful, I do want to make sure if I disclose anything or we're having intimate conversation that that person is okay because again too they're coming in for a service to relax they either want to express they don't want to express and you know being mindful of their time and their space in that aspect mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so freaking important and how yes. many times like when I was in hospitality and when I was serving and bartending there are so many times that people just assume that that's what you're there for and come in and come in and dump on you dump yeah. all over you and it's like mm -hmm. i'm not a trash can dude like i'm not here to hold your shit you got like it's just it's i think it's a social i think it's like a social nuance that people are starting to pick up on yeah but it's so important because it can really it can really ruin the energy and relationships and also it's just heavy on you you're like oh ugh, it's so yes. gross i don't want this around yes. me mm -hmm. yeah i'm so glad that you do that and that you have you know those practices and it's really cool that you work with essential oils all right mm -hmm. i'm assuming are you familiar with like the subtle body like the energetic levels of the body so the subtle body is like the energetic level that hovers just above the physical body and essential oils and herbs work on the subtle body to help move energies. So I think it's so cool that you're incorporating essential oils because that's what they do. Like flower essences work really great on just very gently interacting with the energies of your body and shifting things in whichever way the oil is like manipulating the energy. I think that's so cool. Yes, yes, yes. It's so important. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I think it's super fun to wrap up with like a one or two card poll. How do we feel about that? Alicia, do you have any I questions? Mm, nothing like comes to mind right now, but I'm always like down to hear whatever. Yeah, no, this has been super fun. Just, I think it's so cool, Chelsea, that you're incorporating 
consciousness and like spirituality into the beauty industry because that's really something that we have yet to see in terms of more um, like boutique style beauty. You see it with Goop and like all these things, but those are like juggernaut companies that don't just focus on beauty. They do so much. And so finding a way to make it into the space of like sweet and boutique beauty is going to be huge. And I think there's so much opportunity for you to like trademark that in some way and teach it to people. I don't know, just put it out into the universe. But this was so fun. And I think it'd be really cool to like wrap up with a little card pull if you're open to that. I don't want to like- Oh, I'm totally, totally. Okay, cool. (laughs) Let's see, which deck is calling my name? Do we want to do tarot or do we want to do an Oracle deck? Whatever you're feeling. Let's do self-care. Okay. I have, I don't know if y'all have seen the self-care deck. No. Oh, cool. I have not seen that one. I need that one. Honestly, though. Um, I don't know if you follow, uh, gosh, what's her name? Ethany. Do you know who Ethany is? She's really Mm -hmm. big in the tarot community, but I think she's, I don't know if she's like in London or the UK, but she just did a review on these cards and I was like, I'm so glad I got them before she did her like open box and review. Very cool. I have to yell at Tristan to do self-care. So oh, I know. It's so I know. I know. It's hard. <laughs> One popped out right there. I feel like this is speaking to me especially. <laughs> this could be my energy that's getting picked up here. <laughs> okay, we oh, got a few. For me, I honestly think it's just having so much air in my chart. Like I'm very heady and fast moving. And so slowing down to take care of myself is just like energetically hard for me. No, I don't want to say hard. It's challenging because if I make it hard, then I won't do it. It's challenging um, just to slow down and like rest when I need it because I'm just constantly, the the mind is constantly going. Girl, I'll resonate with that completely. (laughs) All my Libra and air placements, I'm right there with you. So we got, we got four. So I'm just going to go through all four. So one of the first ones was strength tea. Um, usually when I get this card pulled up in a reading, um, I think of like your throat chakra and really wanting to like release and be comforted in that area too. So definitely have a glass of tea, something warm to kind of soothe your throat. I feel like, especially after speaking like like this too, this is something good Mm -hmm. to kind of just soothe your throat and your vocal areas as well. And I feel like with that too, chanting can come into play. Um, Mm -hmm. so I'm really, and I explained this to one of the, one of my clients that had a tarot reading, cause that had came up too, is just really, I think it's like the alms, like there's different sounds that really promote that inner healing as well too. So if you don't know too much about that, highly recommend looking into it a little bit more too. Um, my yoga practice that I used to do, we used to have a little bit of that, that too. So I found that very healing. Um, watch a movie, which this is one of my things. I cut TV out of my life. And I think last night I finally sat down for the first time. I want to say in a few months, and like watched two episodes of a show that I had gone into. Um, so really finding that time to carve out and sit and watch Netflix or whatever it is for you and just really relax. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt like we got a lot of sound for sound healing too. So this is one thing too, that I want to incorporate in my business is having one of the sound bowls to start my services with as well too, and really pick into all like five senses. Um, so sound healing, if you've ever played around with any of like the crystal bowls or even listen to it, like you can pick it up on YouTube and incorporate that into it too. So sound healing. I love it. The tea might be for me because I've had a sore throat the last couple of days. Yeah. So that might be for that might be for me. <laughs> yes, girl. You yeah, I was I was wondering if the throat chakra stuff was coming up for you. Yeah. That's a lot with the chanting, the sound healing, and the drink tea. Definitely. 
Interesting. Okay, cool. <laughs> Yay. Um, is there anything else that you want card polls on, Alicia, while we have our card expert with us? Mm, what do you think, T? Maybe just get, how like, to a bring resolution poll? to your... What does Alicia need to bring resolution and peace to the drama that she's dealing with at work right now? How about Ooh. that? Ooh. She, she's been, like... We're going to go she, deep. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> All right. Let's see what the cards have to say. I also totally just put you on blast, so I hope that you... <laughs> it's fine. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just the way you said that. Okay, what do we have? I love you. I love you. I'm doing my best to just like. Yeah, I know. I know. Not not even do anything about it and just not even like entertain it because I want to have the energy of being unbothered for the rest of 2021. Oh, girl. So already peeking in, I can see a little bit of something. So I do feel like there's possibly two male figures in your energy. First off, I do see somebody and if it's not physically masculine, feminine, they can take on different energies, but I do see somebody here with the King of Wands. So this could be somebody that's, I don't know, above you or somebody that is just very um, ambitious, very in charge. Um, I feel like with that energy too, what I'm picking up on is this is somebody that's just very hard to get to. Um, so they may have like some kind of boundary or something set up that you find challenging going through. And I feel like if this is not the same person, this energy that picked up too could be somebody that's very sharp with their words, uh, maybe even very critical. Um, definitely somebody that has a lot to say, but I see for you what you need to do. I, I love pulling up these cards and I see you here perfectly with the Empress and the Nine of Pentacles. So you're very abundant. You're very independent. Um, I feel like these are the essences that you're embodying. So stay in your power and that divine feminine energy, because this speaks on that you have that creativity, you can give life to new ideas. And like here, right here, like I said, you're very abundant and self sufficient in yourself. Um, and I feel like with whatever energies these are around here, I feel like they can see that. And that's probably why they're like, I don't know. I feel like they're very, maybe not even negative, but just very strong energies around you. And I feel like they can see like your inner powers, your motivation, what your worth is. And I feel like in a way that can be kind of intimidating. I don't know. How does that resonate with you? Does it resonate on any level or aspect? No, it resonates. It does. Yeah. Okay. Is that like yeah. now the circumstance right now though? <laughs> like I'm laughing it's, so it's hard. It's pretty close. Like without going into like Super detail. Okay. Yeah without going into detail mm -hmm, mm -hmm. does the is the one sitting on a throne yeah well both of them are so we got two king energies here so two masculine energies i have a king of wands and then the king of swords which one is like better i <laughs> so i do feel like there is some type of collaboration too so i do feel like you have to go like within hermit mode and go within yourself to kind of find some answers but i do feel like it does have to do with the sense of reunion or some type of collaboration i wouldn't say both of these have their high points and their low points um both are very powerful because they're kings they're not coming from like a knight or a page level this one's probably going to be very passionate, very ambitious go-getter. This one may be more on that mental, logical level. So intellectually, um, 
maybe they're there a little bit more. And like I said, with words, sometimes they can be very harsh. Sometimes even emotionally detached is something that you can get with the king of, uh, with the king of swords. Um, but Aquarius energy and Sag energy. So air and fire energy is what I'm picking up there. Very cool. I feel like knowing the details that that's like very on point, extremely on point. <laughs> okay. Do me, do me, do me. <laughs> I don't want to um, collaborate. I just want to be me. Yes, you want to be <laughs> Girl, unbothered. Girl, do you, boo. You, you have that Empress energy and the Nine of Pentacles. Mm -hmm. Those are like my divine feminine like power cards. So anytime those come up, like just keep doing you. Like you have everything that you need. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Diva snaps. Yes. Give some diva snaps. <laughs> we have coming in for Tristan. So everybody listening, go find Chelsea on Instagram. Yes. Go hit her up for readings. Go yes. get your nails and your brows and your lashes done. <laughs> oh, you do you do brows or do you lashes? Sorry. Lashes. Okay. I do. I am working into lamination services and brow, uh, lash lifts and tints too. So all to come soon. <laughs> oh my gosh. So cool. So all cool. All right, Miss Tristan. So um, I do see just uh, pulled four cards. So I do sense there's a sense of kind of like an emotional loss. Maybe there's something that you're looking back on. This could be something having to do with the past or something that you felt, um, maybe didn't come to like fruition right away. So I feel like you're focusing more on that right now, instead of seeing what's to come or what there is to be offered to you. Um, I feel like if there's a sense of like competition or maybe there's just people in your energy that are kind of like wanting to weigh you down. And this could just be like more on a, um, when I say competition on that level too, it could just be more so like playing. I love showing people their cards. So there, it could be externally, but it costs, it could also be internally too, if you're struggling with different things in your current energy. Um, so there is some difficulty I see here with five. So definitely some change, um, is coming or, or has already started for you. And this could be something difficult, but I do see you finding the strength with the, um, the strength card here, you have the power to be able to pull and that's Leo energy all the way too. So you have what you need, the courage, um, the strength to kind of get through that. And I do see, like I said, whatever you were looking at in the past that was kind of weighing you down, there is an offer that's coming in. And this is something that's tangible. So pinnacles usually speak on finances, but if it's not finances, it could be an opportunity. It could be a new offer. You can see how it's, it's being divinely guided with that hand there. So I love seeing that. Um, so mm -hmm. I feel like once you kind of get past that and you really embody that strength, this opportunity will be coming in for you. I do sense with the bottom of the deck, if it, it does have to do with financially, or you just kind of like holding yourself back or having to walk away from something that wasn't emotionally fulfilling, filling, I see that you're kind of packing up your swords and you're wanting to escape it and leave whatever you have behind. So you're trying to pick up all those swords and just kind of make way and kind of move out of that specific situation. So I feel like right now, like I said, if it's past current energy, there are some difficulties and some challenges you're facing. Um, but I do sense there is going to be a lot of positive energy with the sun here. And I know you mentioned a little bit about moving. So I did pull the bottom two with the, uh, the four of wands, which definitely does have to do with the new home. So I do Aww. see that that is something that's bringing you a lot of happiness as well. Yeah. Um, and emotional one of my favorite cards. Yes, me too. It's just like yeah. celebration, happiness, stability. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I do see that coming in for you. And usually when I tell people, you know, when there's challenges and stuff, like sometimes we need to go through that before we get through the good stuff. So whatever that is, I do see that you're going to be abundant. You're going to have this offer, this opportunity that's divinely guided for you. Mm hmm. Yeah. Again, like super on point. I'm dealing with some 
challenges in a relationship that I've had for over 20 years and just mm -hmm. realizing that a lot of the aspects of the relationship are stuck in former versions of myself that I've evolved mm -hmm. out of and really trying to set new boundaries and create new integrity in the relationship. And it blew up in my face. So really yeah. kind of like mourning the potential long term, like the potential permanent loss of that relationship has really been yeah. kind of like coming in and out of my of my mind a lot. Um, yeah. So yeah, super on point. <laughs> super on point. I love it. Yeah. Super accurate. You guys go get a reading with Chelsea. Holy shit. <laughs> yes, I do virtual readings. If you're in the Houston area, you're more than welcome to stop in and check out the space and and be in that energy. But yeah, I love it. <laughs> well, thank you so much. This was awesome. And your Instagram is third eye winks, right? Third Eyed Winks is my business page. If you want to follow me on my personal and see my state diaries that I recently did, you can follow me at Chelsea underscore 24 on Instagram. Very cool. All right, Chelsea. Well, thank you so much. Thank Everybody you, listening, we will definitely have all of her information in the show notes so you can go check her out and follow her. Her Instagram is, is a vibe, you guys. It is such a vibe. <laughs> it feels so good in there. Like it's total like goddess spiritual energy. I love it. So definitely go right check now. her out. Yeah, she's, she's like, I'm creeping right now. <laughs> Thank you so much, Chelsea. This was awesome.